Hi, Dan. This is Leah Hatter, and I'm I am a former Arkansas pageant queen and the founder of Sash Pageant Consulting. You had actually contacted me through my Instagram at Leah Hatter, L-E-A-H-H-A-D-D-E-R, concerning a possible interview on your What Makes You Famous podcast. What radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Am I as studly as the statue of David or what? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, I encourage you to go to DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and find out if I can be your DJ. Entertain at your event. Yeah, I like events. I know it's wedding season, but I do the corporate stuff too, and I like the karaoke jams. I like the family-friendly stuff too, for sure. Yes, it's good to bring people together, having some fun, singing some songs. Yeah, let's do it. Let's dance. All right, party people. On the program today, I have oh a beauty queen. It's Leah K. Hatter. I- I've known this young lady for quite some time now. She and we did a pageant years ago over at the Southridge Village in uh, Conway, Arkansas, or just in the south of conway between here and, and may mayflower and we uh, she was one of the judges and i was the mc and it was just so much fun being a part of that show we, were, we had some seniors competing in, in a competition so i'm a, and ever since then i followed her on on her social media and, and kept in touch with her and it's oh, I'm, I'm just stoked i get to speak to leah k hatter so uh yeah <laughs> let's do that uh also oh uh coming up this week uh my shows i have one show this week it's the uh regular Friday night dance party karaoke jam over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Friday night they have a full bar and let's see they have a kitchen is wide open. Uh, pizza, burgers, wings. Try the wings. I, I like the wings a lot. And then uh, they have the the pool tournament that's on Friday nights over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Come out and play. It starts at eight o'clock and it goes till ooh, just about two in the am. You know, way past my bedtime, but uh, I enjoy it. Friday nights at the Rab. Come on out. All right, that's it for that spiel. Let's uh, let's get into it with Leah K. Hatter. I'm so excited. I hope you're going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy this. Uh, let's find out more about Leah K. Hatter. Calling Leah K. Hatter now. Leah K. Hatter, please. This is Leah K. Hatter speaking. How are you, Dan? Leah K. Hatter. Yes, I've got her. Yes, she's on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I'm so excited. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited to be able to talk to you. Groovy. Well, let's see. How long has it been since we worked together uh, judging the, what What was it called? The Mist, I can't remember even the name, the title that the, the seniors were holding. I know it was a very uh, creative uh, pageant, but it was actually a pageant hosted at a nursing home and I believe that you were the MC and I was one of the celebrity judges 
and we were able to talk and uh, instantly connected. And then, of course, we became really good friends. So, yeah, it's definitely been a minute, Dan. I think that was like back in 2011. It was back in 2011. And were you living in Arkansas at the time? Yes, I was. Um, I was living in central Arkansas at the time. And what was the title that you were holding uh, being a celebrity judge back then, <laughs> Leah K. Hatter? <laughs> Well, I thought I was a celebrity judge back then, um, but yes, I was the reigning Miss Arkansas State University Hebrew Springs. And what what uh, prestige does that title come with? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it was such a blast um, holding that particular title because I was able to travel around the state of Arkansas and um, promoting Arkansas State University Hebrew Springs in the campus of ASU Heber. Um, and so I made different appearances, of course, judging pageants and helping out with community service projects and um, talking about the importance of higher education and attending college and, of course, bragging about um, the Arkansas State University Huber Springs campus. And then I was also able to uh, ride in parades and make appearances at different festivals. And so just a little bit of everything. Now, do you remember what year that was, Leah K. Hatter? Sure. Um, I believe that rain was from 2010 to 2011. Okay, so that was about the time that uh, we were involved in that in that fine senior beauty pageant. Is that yes? Is that right? Okay. Do you, um, I can't remember who the other the the, the judges were. It was one of them sure, maybe a I sheriff? Do. Um, there was uh, one of my really good friends. Um, we still stay in touch. Her name is Tina, um, and she uh, is now Mrs. Tina White. She was the reigning Mrs. Um, Arkansas United States. And then uh, the other judge was Alicia, and she was the former uh, Miss University of Central Arkansas. And so you got to hang out with quite the group of judges that day, Dan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beauty queens all around. And, and the seniors <laughs> weren't half bad either. They they were so great. They really, really really were now, they now, were adorable it oh, was sure. really tough judging a winner it was and um the three of us we were just sitting there trying to tabulate the scores and you know it was almost like we were stressing out and pulling our hair out because we were thinking you know how how are we supposed to pick a winner they're all so adorable and you know they put on their outfits and i believe they had some sort of like little onstage question and and they had their hair and makeup done and so it was just a blast it was a really neat experience oh beside the fact that seniors are adorable anyway especially when <laughs> And you see older couples holding hands and walking down the street or walking through the grocery store. Oh, my goodness. I I, I get a little tear in my eye. It's, I, I know. One day, sweet? one day that'll be me. One day. <laughs> Right. It, it will, Dan. It will. Oh, yes, it will be. So, all right. Uh, you, you've mentioned all these different titles. Are, are these on the same circuit? Because I, I know I've talked to beauty queens before. I talked to Marsha Trammell, and I, I know you're familiar with her as well on this sure, podcast. Yes, yes and, we're buddies, um, and I'm also one of her sponsors. Okay, and I know she's doing something uh, that she needs sponsorship for as well. So, uh, yeah, but are, are you on the same circuit? It, are there different circuits? And all, all three of the judges that you mentioned, were you all on the same circuit of beauty pageantry? Sure. Um, we were actually um, reigning title holders from different systems. Um, the Miss Arkansas State University Heber Springs pageant is its own independent uh, beauty pageant. And I actually think it's discontinued since then. So I was one of the lucky ones who was able to hold a title in that. But um, Mrs. Arkansas United States is actually part of the Mrs. United States system, which is... Um, um, a national system that was created uh, for married women to be able to compete on a national level. 
And um, whoever wins the national title actually gives up their state title and then is crowned Mrs. United States. And so she travels around the U.S. and she could travel internationally representing the Mrs. United States system. So that was what uh, Tina was competing for. And then Alicia, um, her reign was, of course, uh, Miss University of Central Arkansas. And with that particular title, whoever wins the title of Miss University of Central Arkansas or you've heard of Miss Arkansas State University or um, Miss um, University of Arkansas, etc. Those particular titles will actually go on to compete for the title of the Miss Arkansas, which is a state preliminary competition to Miss America. Um, so Miss Arkansas was actually crowned um, just a few days ago. And so that young lady will be able to uh, travel to the Miss America pageant and then attempt for the Miss America title. So there are so many different systems out there. Um, I know sometimes it can kind of seem overwhelming or people can get confused. Um, but yeah, there are all sorts of systems out there. Um, some systems have a state pageant. Some just have a local pageant. Others have a national. Some have international. So there are different levels. Um, and then also uh, some pageants actually have their own platform um, or some sort of charity that they sponsor. Leah K. Hatter, you've given me so much to unpack here. <laughs> so much <laughs> information just came at me. And yes, you're right. It can be overwhelming. It, it, yes. it indeed can be. So tell me, <laughs> all right, you had a pair that was enclosed in one place in the University yes. of, of Arkansas in Heber Springs. Uh, is that is that correct? Dan, uh, no, no, no. It's not a part of the University of Arkansas. Oh, sorry. Ar Arkansas State University, Heber. Yes, yes. Arkansas it was not State confused. University. The ASU system versus the U of A, yes. That is correct. <laughs> Red Wolves, right? Is that is that part Go of it? Go Red Wolves, okay. yes. You know what was funny is, is when I first moved here from, from Miami, uh, I was the central Arkansas voice of the Red Wolves. I got to do okay. the, the games uh, out of uh, 88.5. So, yes, I had a bunch of people recorded saying, hello, Red Wolves, or you're listening to the Red Wolves. And then they would, I would have them howl. <laughs> so I played them on the radio uh, quite a bit. Yeah, that was fun. That was 2009, and that was a good time. So, all well, right. Was, so, yes, go yeah, ahead. Well, I remember uh, when I was a student at Arkansas State University, Heber, um, before transferring to ASU Jonesboro, and I actually had some folders that still had the ASU. ASU Indian logo on it. Um, and so it was kind of interesting that I was starting out in the ASU system as an Indian, and then I had to transfer over to claiming I was a Red Wolf. All right. Um, so Tell that, me that about that switch. That was kind of a, a, a change for me, too. I know that that switch uh, held its own, uh, well, controversies, to put it tightly. Uh, tell me what you know of that. Uh, what, what, How was that doing the switch over from Indians to Red Wolves? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, I do know that there were um, some alumni um, who were not uh, very pleased uh, with the transitioning, going from one mascot to the other. But we have to respect the law and we have to respect other people. Um, and so what I think was so unique about the situation is um, instead of uh, fighting it, I think ASU had a very positive view of the transition. Um, and so what they did allow was um, Arkansas State University was actually able to pick a mascot that represented an animal um, that is endangered within the state of Arkansas. So, yes, the mascot change was kind of tough, um, but yet I do think it was a very unique opportunity um, for uh, the decision to be made to actually pick something that truly does represent Arkansas and it actually does represent an 
animal um, from the state of Arkansas. And personally, I really like the red wolf mascot. I like what they've done with it. Um, I like how they have, um, I believe the mascot's name is Howl. They also have a female wolf that runs around the football games and her name is Scarlet, I believe something like that. And so um, they've tried to put a fun twist to it, but then also it does raise awareness um, to uh, just be involved in uh, the fact of the platform that um, the Red Wolves need to be taken care of within the state of Arkansas, um, as well as also promoting Arkansas State University um, itself. And so I, I think it's unique, and I still like the colors, um, black, red, and white. Oh, absolutely, Leah K. Hatter. And since I, <laughs> I, I am relatively a, a newcomer to the state of Arkansas, and I never saw the mascot for the for the Indians. And, okay, over the last few weeks, I've been struggling uh, with, with the terms PC and and, and racist you know is 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 being pc racist but that's a that's time for a whole nother podcast we're hanging with leah k hatter beauty queen and you've yes you, yes. yes well um i'm, I'm yes. actually not originally from arkansas Um, i grew up in the state of alabama and i was actually born in alabama so in 2008 um, i actually moved from alabama to central arkansas so i had always grown up going to um, the Auburn University football games. And then I'd also grown up with the Auburn University Tigers versus the Crimson Tide. And so for me to go from seeing tigers and elephants to pigs everywhere, it, it was quite the shock. So <laughs> like you, I kind of had to adjust to a lot of different things when I moved into Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Well, I had a, a, an NFL team. I, I'm a, a doll fan. I, but really, I, I haven't really been into sports. I, you know, I, I watched the big games, the Super Bowl and and and, the, and things of the like, the World Series. Uh, I know the Miami Marlins. I guess now they're, they're Florida Marlins. Uh, they they were in the World Series in their first year, and that was kind of exciting. And I know my Dolphins had a perfect season back in 1972, and they really haven't done much since. So, <laughs> but uh, yes, I, I'm ha I'm happy to be here in the state of Arkansas. And you're from Alabama, okay? So, how was it growing up in Alabama? Uh, it was really interesting. Um, I had quite uh, the Mayberry childhood. Um, I grew up in the smaller town of Selma, which is located right outside of Montgomery. Um, so there was a lot of history and there's a lot of appreciation um, for the culture and, of course, uh, the history of Selma uh, due to the um, civil rights movement. Um, Selma actually played a huge uh, role in uh, the civil rights as well as within the Civil War. And so it was always interesting um, seeing a lot of the festivals and the different celebrations related to civil rights as well as um, as a young child being able to attend. They actually reenact um, the Battle of Selma. I still think they do just about everything every year and they mention it as well so um, it's a very historical town um, it has wonderful people I really enjoyed growing up there um, and then when I turned 18 I said you know I want to venture out I want to go see things I want to go do things I want to experience um, what life is like in other states and so that's why I made the decision uh, to transfer from Alabama and then plant myself in Arkansas for about 10 years absolutely Leah K. Hader that, that that is Selma is a very historical town as soon as you said that you were from selma alabama i said whoa okay that, that, yeah. <laughs> that's a very pivotal town in civil rights and 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 the like how was it growing up there was it was it very polarizing was it were, were people just getting
sing along in harmony, singing Kumbaya? Was was it a good time? Or, or, or how was Selma? And how big um, is that town? Honestly, I don't know. I think when I lived there, um, there were probably about 27,000 to 30,000. Um, the the numbers kind of have an ebb and flow. Um, sure. So I'm not quite sure how many people are there now. Um, but growing up there, honestly, I had a really positive experience. Um, you know, I had uh, friends from different backgrounds of different cultures, from different races, from different ethnicities, different religions. Um, and so I always had more of an eclectic background. I um, was able to hang out with everyone, learn from everyone, go to school with everyone. Um, so honestly, I just, I think it depends on who you ask. Um, but bottom line, um, they're just good hearted people. Um, they're trying to raise their children the best they can. They um, a lot of the parents within the town are very respectful of each other and, you know, they just want to build a good life for themselves and for the community and for their children. Um, so honestly, I just think each town has um, positives and negatives and it is what you make it. I, I find that too, Leah K. Hatter. If you talk to people, they pretty much want the same things. They want their children to be happy and they want roofs over their head and a little money in their pockets. You know, just people go at it at different in different ways. So uh, happily, I have this, this uh, podcast what makes you famous so i can chit chat with people pick people's brains learn some things actually talk to people like leah k hatter beauty queen in <laughs> of course now beauty in, queen. yes in alabama were you oh, were you always a pageant girl or where was the first pageant that you went to well i would say that i was sort of a pageant girl but then i was just one of those girls where um, i actually call myself the girl next door because a lot of people don't realize that i wasn't always a girly girl i wasn't always Percy. I did not always compete in pageants. I did not start competing in pageants until I was about 12 years old. Um, I knew that pageants existed, but I had no idea how they operated. Um, and I remember I was in the sixth grade and I had a group of buddies come up to me and they said, hey, Leah, you know, our school is hosting their traditional beauty pageant. And the school that I went to, they hosted a pageant. We had pre-K all the way through 12th grade. And it was just your traditional pageant where you walked across the stage, whatever, waved at the judges, walked off. You came in uh, for group comparative judging, walked off. So it was basically just it was truly a beauty pageant based on your looks. Well, they came up to me and they said, hey, Leah, you should participate in our middle school beauty pageant i'm thinking okay first of all i really don't know what a pageant is i mean i'm, I'm aware that they exist but I, I don't really know what it is um i don't know how to walk i don't know what i'm supposed to wear and you know i like putting on makeup but there, there's this whole technique so they said oh you know that's fine um you know everybody's kind of lost their first pageant you should just go ahead and do it anyway so i said okay so i remember bringing the form home and um my parents they were like me i mean they had known people in pageants they grew up kind of around towns you know where pageants were hosted and both of my um, parents uh, went to high schools where i do believe they held a pageant etc but my mom was like okay you want to do this pageant so we got to get you ready and she said all right um, we actually have a list of things to do because you need to get your hair and makeup done you need a dress and I'm looking at her like what are you talking about I need a dress she said well it's a formal pageant you need a dress you need shoes and I'm looking at her like what do you mean I need shoes I, Dan, I was completely lost <laughs> 
<laughs> but, you know, thankfully I had some mentoring and some coaching. And um, there was actually a young lady at my church at the time um, whose daughter had competed in pageants and then she had competed in high school. And she, she said, if you need any help with your walk or if you need assistance with modeling, I'd be more than happy to help you. So between, you know, my mom helping me get signed up and get my wardrobe and between her coaching me, um, I was able to successfully compete in my first pageant, but um, I did not place. And like any other little preteen girl, I was so upset mm-hmm. um, that I actually went backstage. And the queen who was actually giving up her title that night, the outgoing queen, actually held me as I cried. Aww. And <laughs> no, I know. And she said, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to be fine. And you did such a great job. And I'm so proud of you. And, y'all, you know, and I was just boohooing and boohooing. And, and you know I was, I was so angry I said I never want to do this again I don't want um, they gave everybody a participant trophy and I was like I don't even oh. want this trophy I just want to go home oh. <laughs> so anyway um, I went home and uh, I attempted my second pageant and that was actually uh, Miss Preteen Alabama America I think is what it was so basically it was like a tiny little Miss America pageant but for Alabama girls and so um, decided to do a state level pageant and so we went ahead and got my wardrobe ready talked about an on-stage introduction things like that and um there was another word that i had never heard of before and my mom said leah you know we've got your wardrobe ready we've got your talent ready we've got to do this gotta do this you need a platform i was like what the heck is a platform you mean like a board to stand on (laughs) you know yeah i was like what is a plat is that like a type of shoe still what what do you mean platform and she said well a platform you know is a special cause or a maturity that you raise money for or some type of story that you could tell to raise awareness for a particular mission, et cetera. So she's uh, trying to explain to me what a platform is. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I can do this or I can do this. And um, so anyway, we had to work on what a platform was and platform development and yada, yada, yada. And uh, people who know me now are probably like, what do you mean, Lee? You didn't know what a platform was. You got all these state titles and you've done this and that, but I, I didn't. So anyway, we go to the state level pageant. Um, I messed up on my onstage introduction. Um, I actually did a ballet dance for my talent, but jumped around the place um, and actually hurt my foot. And then <laughs> totally bombed my interview, had no idea what I was doing. But anyway, it was a really fun experience at the state level. And I was able to come home with one uh, trophy, which is not a participant trophy. Um, but there were four of us whose scores were all alike. And so they just gave all four of us the trophy. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll take it. I think it was something like okay. outstanding 12 year old. I was like, sure, I'll take this trophy home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, later on, um, I started practicing uh, my walk a lot more, started asking a lot of questions. I uh, began networking with a lot of other title holders or, you know, people who have participated in pageants. And for the next four years, um, I kept competing in that particular high school pageant. And um, traditionally, we had between 28 to 30 to 31 girls participate. And I started hitting top 10 every year. And they had added interview. And so... Um, the year that was right after I didn't place, I placed top 10. The next year they had added, um, like I said, the interview portion, I made top 10. And then the next year I started making top 10. And so that was the moment I realized, okay, something's going on. Like either I'm getting better, the judges are getting dumber, something, (laughs) something, something's clicking here. So anyway, it became a little more fun. Um, when I started figuring out, you know, I'm capable of doing this and 
whatever I'm doing is working. And so that kind of got me with, um, they call it the pageant bug. I don't, right. I don't know if your other beauty queens have talked about it, but the, the pageant bug is something that kind of it nips you or it bites you and then you find yourself participating. And so um, after competing throughout high school um, and placing within that particular pageant, I actually came to my junior year and um, I actually uh, had one brief downfall. Okay. Um, I told my friend I was going to participate in a preliminary for Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, um, which is like a Miss America program, but for, like I said, Bama girls. And whoever wins Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen goes to Miss America's Outstanding Teen to compete for that title. Um, and so I remember being so excited. I said, you know, this is the first pageant that I'm going to participate in this particular system. And I really feel confident about it. I know I can do a great job. And she turned and she looked at me and she laughed in my face and she said, you know, you're not going to win. Right. Oh, and I'm thinking, you know, this is my friend. This is somebody who's supposed to support me. And she said, well, you're not going to win because you're ugly. Oh no. And (laughs) Oh no, she didn't. (laughs) I know. Right. Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is your pal. (laughs) Who are you talking no but it it really hurt me um, from a friend it it hurts even more for sure yes yes and it really really hurt me um and so anyway i was like okay well i guess i'll just you know cheerlead myself i'll just support myself so um her comment hurt me so badly that i started feeling really insecure and i actually went to participate in that pageant didn't place um did a terrible job and then later came home crying and i said okay you know i'm done with the whole pageant thing for right now and i actually didn't start competing until later uh, when i was in arkansas still hadn't won a title so dan i had been competing since i was 12 um i did not win my first title until college so i am i tell people i'm definitely the underdog on the face of perseverance but um it's just a story that i tell folks now i just say you know if you have a dream if you have a goal you have something you want to accomplish you know go for it and you know it doesn't matter if it takes you days weeks months or years um you know i had to work really hard uh, to get where i am now but i'm so glad that you know even though i took a break i didn't give up and so one of my favorite quotes of all time is um even if you fall flat on your face you're still moving forward and so that's why i tell people now um even you know even if you fall flat on your face just get up and keep going um and dan you know honestly if i had listened to her um i wouldn't have appeared on tv and been on in newspapers and you know i wouldn't have been listed as a celebrity judge in arkansas i wouldn't have been able to participate in fashion shows and do everything um, that i've been able to do if i had like that one person bring me down so that's kind of um my uh my pageant uh <laughs> genesis story i guess of actually how i got started but um after things just started kind of taking a turn and so um i was able to become really successful competing in arkansas that's true leah k hatter i mean you mm-hmm. you you let that girl put a uh, take a little office space uh, apartment in your head in, in that <laughs> yes. that moment and, and it was a learning experience and now yes. let's take it back to when you were 12 and your mom is coaching you how did your mom get all the this advice and get the skills to to teach you how to be a pageant girl absolutely um she had actually worked in human resources for several years and so she um is an excellent uh, coach she's an excellent mentor um, and she has uh, fantastic interview skills and so um not only were we able to kind of ask around to get some advice on how to do hair and makeup and wardrobe etc um, but she was also able to sit down and help coach me um, through the interview process. And so I owe you know, a lot of credit um, to her for helping me 
and be able to not only interview, but learn how to speak in front of people, learn how to speak to an audience, learn how to properly answer an onstage question, and um, also uh, be able to, you have to fill out, uh, the trick to pageants too is um, a lot of people don't realize that the judges actually look through your paperwork as well. And so not only do you need to have a well-developed platform sheet, but they also look through your application and they look through your different activities and things like that. There's a certain way to word it. People actually pay coaches to look over their paperwork and their bio sheets and their platform sheets, et cetera. So she was able uh, to look through my paperwork as well. Um, And so all in all, I was actually um, blessed with um, a mother who was able to help uh, teach me and work with me with those particular skills. Um, But then also she was just like me. Um, She just asked around, asked different questions, asked, um, you know, different pageant moms. And she was also able to find um, a formal dress shop um, in order to get the proper wardrobe attire. And so uh, she and I, we just worked as a team. And uh, we were able to work together and get things accomplished. Now, Leah K. Hatter, at 12 years old in sixth grade, (laughs) uh, for especially for a a girl, uh, it's a very awkward time in your life. And you just lost this pageant and didn't place. And how did you get the courage to go on to another pageant? Uh, who who was the one that inspired you to, to uh, who gave you that Jiminy Cricket speech to, to get you up and over and, and get to the next pageant? Sure. Um, it actually came from a few people. And um, of course, you know, my parents were really supportive and they said, Leah, if this is something you want to do, you know, don't get discouraged. Just try the next one. You know, there's always the next pageant. Um, you know, think about things you could have done better. Um, we can try different things. We can try different wardrobe. Uh, we can compete uh, with a different set of judges and, uh, you know, see what we can do to, to get you where you want to go. Um, also had some other really supportive friends who just told me, they said, Leah, you know, this is something you seem to really enjoy. Um, so why don't you just go ahead and keep competing? And then I think too, Dan, I just talked to myself. You know, sometimes you have to give yourself a pep talk and say, you know what, that was the first time you did something. Um, you fell apart, but let's get back up and keep going. Um, and I actually found a lot of joy just in the challenge of um, sharpening my skills and uh, making sure that I was a little more prepared the next year. And then, of course, whenever I started um, placing, you know, that's when the pageant bug hit me of, okay, this is something I really could do. You know, I should go for it. Um, another thing that kind of inspired me to keep going with pageants is, like I said, um, I just think of myself as the girl next door. I really like um, different um, ideas or different areas of participation, such as, you know, music and academics. And I like sports, but I wasn't the best at sports. I mean, I ran track. Um, I was a cheerleader and different things like that. Um, I love music. I play the piano just a little bit. And I love to sing. Um, I love to paint as well. A lot of people don't know that. Um, like I said, I love academics. So I love schools, scholarship, scholars, bowls, etc. But um, I think another thing that kind of really pepped me up was I have finally found my niche. And people ha- kept talking about, you know, God gives us different skills and different abilities and he gives you different interests and there must be something here you know on this earth that you enjoy doing and so find whatever you enjoy doing and then just go after it 100 percent um, and there's actually the verse in the Bible that says, you know, whatever your hand finds to do, you know, do it well. Some translations say do it with all your might. And I just found my niche and I stayed in it and I kept moving forward. And then, of course, you know, later on, you know, I'm on TV and people are requesting me to come talk to their 
um, their schools or at their pageants or, you know, whatever it is. And so honestly, I just, I found my niche and I ran with it. Leah K. Hatter, you talk about the pageant bug and you have a passion for pageantry. <laughs> and I, I believe the pageant bug is, is another word for having the passion for whatever you do. And, and yes, the way you talk about it and the way you talk about being in pageants. And it sounds like uh, that the pageants that were not strictly judged on beauty, but the ones where they actually asked you questions and they gave you, uh, you know, other things to do. That that seems like the, the ones that you really enjoyed the most, uh, you know, instead of being judged you know, solely by your beauty, because that that's subjective, I, I think. Uh, what do you yes. think, Leah K. Hatter? I do. Um, and when I encourage others, um, see, I have a coaching business. I am considered a pageant consultant. I'm a trained event hostess. I'm a speaker. Of course, I've had several titles. Um, I have boxes and boxes of pageant trophies in my garage. You know, I, I am known as the pageant girl, um, but I always encourage others, especially young women who want to try competing, um, look for a specific pageant or a pageant system um, that requires for you to have a platform. Um, because I love how there are so many title holders out there who truly want to inspire others and they want to give back their, to their communities and they want to be more than just a pretty face. And so that's truly what I encourage others to do is go find a pageant that requires you to have a platform and also go and pursue a pageant um, that requires some aspect of community service or giving back. And because I think so many people um, don't realize that pageants are a lot of work. They're a lot of, uh, they take a lot of time. Um, you have to be very committed to your particular title. Um, even with um, the Miss America and Miss USA systems, uh, whoever wins Miss America, she has to travel around the whole U.S., uh, making different appearances and um, representing different causes. And she, um, you know, she visits children in schools and she goes to hospitals. She even travels across uh, seas to talk to the troops and et cetera. So she does so much. She's not allowed to just sit there with a crown on her head and have her photos taken. Miss USA is the same way. Um, and so honestly, in my opinion, uh, find a pageant system that requires you to give back because two, um, one of the best aspects of whenever I was competing was giving back. You know, it was raising money for breast cancer awareness, Susan G. Coleman in Arkansas. Um, another one of my most favorite appearances um, was being able to judge uh, for a charity pageant that raised money for the Relay for Life um, system that's in Arkansas right now. Um, another fun aspect of being able to give back to the community was I actually made an appearance at the Toad Suck Days Festival, which is hosted in Conway, Arkansas. And I was able to talk to little girls and encourage them to pursue their dreams and passions and be able to take pictures with them. And in return, they thought I was some big deal. They thought I was a princess. But even though they thought I was a princess, you know, they listened to what I had to say. And so I was able to actually help give advice. And so, yes, definitely um, pursue a pageant or a pageant system um, that does require you to give back to the community, um, but then also encourages you to be more than just a pretty face um and then there's actually i believe a former miss south carolina where that's her that's her slogan and she still says it every now and then you know i'm a force not a face <laughs> well you are a big deal leah k hatter yeah. you are okay you're <laughs> very inspirational to and especially to to young girls and and yes and you're not just a pretty face although you are a pretty face if, if oh, you were you. the girl next door yes i probably would have had a crush on you so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, being okay being there's a beautiful 
beauty queen uh, the the right thing the, the right title for you or you know is that a fun title or you know what what would you consider yourself and put it in the in the small box <laughs> So I'm just me. Um, I, I'm, I'm truly just me. Um, I don't mind the title Beauty Queen. Um, when I was in college, um, I had I had won so many titles that they called me Queenie. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would own and, that. I would definitely own that. <laughs> yes, definitely. They did. They called me Queenie um, or they would call me Beauty Queen. Um, what's funny, too, related to titles as well, is that my hairstylist, um, actually was doing someone's hair at the hairstylist they used in Conway. She was doing someone's hair. And what was funny was there was actually a group of girls who walked in. And I think Kim had like a picture of me or one of the girls had known that she uh, was my cosmetologist at the time. And she pointed to Kim and she said, oh, you do that pageant girl's hair. <laughs> and so I was actually nicknamed like the, that pageant girl. And so I was Queenie. I was BD Queen. I was that pageant girl. But honestly, um, I'm just Leah or... Or I have a double name, so Leah Catherine. Um, and, you know, uh, growing up, um, related to pageants, not really related to pageants, um, my mom actually told me, she said, you have one job. And your job is to be the best Leah Catherine Hatter that you can possibly be. And so, honestly, I think, you know, that's just my number one goal. This is my number one label is I'm the best Leah Catherine Hatter um, that I can possibly be, you know, and that's something that I strive to do every day. So, yeah, definitely. But in college, it was Queenie. Definitely. Now, <laughs> Queenie. All, through this, all through this podcast, I've been calling you Leah K. Hatter. Now you have me <laughs> uh, t- uh, doing a tongue twister, Leah Catherine Hatter. So, sure, no problem. Leah Catherine, you, you can call me Leah, though. Um, nope. That's I'm actually- calling you Leah Catherine Hatter. So every, that way everybody <laughs> okay. knows it's jammed in their heads as they're listening to this podcast. All right. <laughs> yes, so Leah Catherine Hatter. Owning the beauty queen. Okay. And yes, having uh, platforms in your in their beauty pageants or, or, or just pageants, I suppose. They're not necessarily beauty pageants. But um, what are, what's your view on, on the bikinis and, and swimsuit uh, uh, part of the of the show, I guess? What, what, what do you Ooh, think? Man, you're going to make me sweat. I, 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 well, you know. <laughs> I had to dig a little deeper. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta to, dig a little. I bit. need to know. <laughs> you, you throwing a curveball? Okay, sure. Um, my personal experience with competing, I actually competed at um, the Arkansas State Pageant um, just a few years ago. I believe that was also like in 2011, and I actually wore a one piece on stage. Okay. Um, I was not comfortable personally with wearing a swimsuit, um, because I did not feel like. Me wearing a swimsuit would be related to, like, if I had one, it was not related to the rain. Um, Not once as um, Miss Arkansas, I was actually Miss Arkansas Diamond State 2017, which is a state title in Arkansas. Not once as Miss Arkansas Diamond State did I appear in a swimsuit again. So you didn't have Um, to head for for the pool party? uh, No, I never went to a pool party. I did not wear a swimsuit at the state capitol. Um, I did not wear it raising money for breast cancer awareness. Um, I did not wear it judging pageants. And so in my personal opinion, for me and for me competing, and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to compete in the future, um, I don't see the swimsuit necessarily being relevant to the rain. Um, I feel like there are other ways to evaluate fitness and physique 
Um, and so personally for me, I feel like this swimsuit is irrelevant. Um, I understand that in the Miss America system, a lot of young women really enjoyed uh, the swimsuit portion or the swimsuit competition. Um, a lot of them wore the typical uh, two-piece. I have seen some state title holders in the Miss America system wear the one-piece. Um, and I think a lot of the upset from the swimsuit controversy was that A, if you did win the swimsuit competition, you were given scholarship money. And so some young ladies, whether it was at the state level or um, the local levels or even at the national level, they actually won scholarships um, from competing in the swimsuit portion. And so I can see why those contestants would have been so upset with the change. Um, I also think, Dan, whether they took out, you know, the swimsuit portion in a pageant, um, whether your pageant director comes up and says, we're going to take out interview or we're going to take it on stage. Um, no matter what you change or no matter what you add, people are always going to fuss. And that's just a fact of life. I suspect so, Aaliyah Catherine Hatter. Yes. But so, uh, thank you for my TED Talk. No, that's, <laughs> thank you that's, for coming to my TED Talk, as some people say. That's, no, that's, that's my a, TED Talk. That's my testimony. No, that's super. And, and I, I want you to be comfortable. I, I don't want, uh, you know, a, a girl or a guy, you know, whatever kind of pageant it is. You know, whatever, you know it's it's tough uh, to be judged because isn't that biblical? And I, I know you you're you're very you're a religious person is that is that my understanding is that right yes yes i'm christian so how, how it's hard to judge people if the bible clearly states judge not <laughs> it's yes. it, it's one that you have to struggle with i think because we get judged <laughs> on the daily basis at our jobs yes. at, at, you know every you know in, in all respects so I, I don't know about the but the judgment you've been judged your whole life and and it's a part of of your of your person really I, yes and um, strictly related to um, just beauty pageants in general, like I said, um, you are judged all throughout the competition. And some competitions are just one day. Others are two days. Um, I've known some competitions to be three days of competition, but then you stay there for the entire week and you participate in different activities. Um, I can see how the interview portion would be relevant to, you know, how the queen is going to do throughout her reign. I can see how an onstage question can be important. I can see how walking gracefully across the stage is related to how she's going to act and behave in public. Um, but like I said, honestly, in my personal opinion, there are other ways to judge a physique. Um, and I just don't see her parading around in a swimsuit to be relevant to the overall reign um, later on. It's just not relevant. And also, you brought up a good point about being judged and being looked at constantly. Um, it was hard for me because, A, I have competed in swimsuits, but then I've also been the one to sit back in the judge's chair and judge these different contestants in swimsuits. And Dan, I, I believe that each contestant, you know, we're all made in his image and we all are special. We are all unique, but we also have different uh, physiques. And, you know, I, what you consider a healthy body may be different from my opinion of what I think is a healthy body. And so it was also very hard for me to judge them uh, solely based on their physique in a swimsuit, because I think there's so much more to a contestant than how cute she looks in a swimsuit. Very subjective. Very subjective. All right. Switching gears. Uh, what was sure. uh, uh, let's go with the questions. Um, okay. <laughs> I did talk to Marsha Trammell and, and yes. she said her hardest question <laughs> and they, they threw her or a curveball uh do you think nfl players are paid too much <laughs> <laughs> oh lord okay what what was Man, your I hardest love, question 
Um, honestly, I I think it just depends on who you talk to. Um, based on performance with uh, them actually playing in the football game. Um, oh, you're actually going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, I do think that they are paid a significant amount of money. But as long as they are playing the game um, in an ethical manner, in an ethical fashion, um, I am not opposed to paying them several thousands to millions of dollars. Um, Now, I will also say that um, I have read um, some news articles and different things from different players' social medias about how they have been giving back to their communities. And what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of those players, yes, they're paying millions, but then they also give it back to a lot of charities and different church functions, etc., um, so I, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch twenty two. I mean, yes, they're paid a lot, but then they also give back a lot. Um, but honestly, you know, if I was able to become a quarterback for some NFL team, I would like being paid a lot of money. So you know, that's just me. <laughs> Leah Catherine Hatter, I didn't expect you to answer that question. I just gave that as an, as an example, and you went for it. Oh my goodness! Honestly, if you were in their shoes, you'd probably enjoy getting paid a lot too. So I mean, I. Honestly, bottom line, as long as they're performing their jobs to the best of their ability, sure, give them a lot of money. Um, you know, that, that's what I learned in business school anyway. I have a business degree. So, hey, uh, you know, good. bottom line, if they're doing their job, if they're a top performer, sure, give them a lot of money. I mean, they're, they're getting their skulls beat in for our pleasure. And I, I, I don't know if that's worth any amount of money for me, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> There's a reason I don't uh, play in the NFL or, or I used to box. It was the first time I got knocked out. Out. no i'm done that's it i'm gonna go take up running now thanks yes <laughs> it's a little a little less wear and tear on the head but okay so you answered that question leah Catherine hatter what i meant to ask sure. was was uh what was your hardest question that you had to answer and when was that oh goodness i actually have two questions Hit me. where it, it really caught me off guard because um, I was competing at a state-level pageant, and they had told us, they said, you know, they're not allowed to ask you anything related to your religion or politics. And so I thought, okay, great. I got this pageant in the back. Dan, I walked in there, and I sat down. One of those judges, he looked at me in the face, and he said, so, do you agree or disagree with abortion? <laughs> I had to stop and catch my breath for a minute, Dan. I about had a heart attack right there in the chair. <laughs> I was like, I would have passed out. I would have just, what, what, you know, and usually like, you know, I, I personally, I think everyone has their opinion. I think it's a very sensitive subject. Yes. You have to be very careful about asking that type of question, but he did. He said, so are you for or against abortion? A very polarizing question. You know, and Dan, I was like maybe 21, 22. So, I mean, I wasn't 13, but you know, I was still younger. I was in college. And, you know, to, to sit there and be stared at by a panel of judges, you know, and then have one just throw that in my face, that, <laughs> that was very challenging for me. So I think that was the number one most challenging question was, do, are do you, you for or against abortion? Do you remember you know, how you the, answered Because <laughs> thinking about um, it right now, I think I have an answer in my head. But go, uh, how did you sure, answer that? I mean, yes, I have an answer. I'm not going to repeat my okay, answer. Okay. Uh, but you had asked me, you know, what was your toughest question? Oh, and I actually, ha- like I said, I have two. That was a tough question for me. I think that's a tough question for anyone. <laughs> You know, this is what, okay, this is, I've had a couple of seconds to think about it. And I said, you know, I'm just one person. Uh, There was a a panel of nine justice, uh, Supreme Court justices that had to (laughs) 
devise an answer to that. So I am just one person. I leave it to yeah. the Supreme Court to handle that. You know, and then it was kind of a curveball, too. I mean, it might as well just throw, you know, a football in my face or something. You know, yes, after correct. being told they're not allowed to ask you anything, you know, religious or political. And then you go and you sit down. Are you for or against abortion? I'm like, oh, gosh, how do I answer this? All um, right. <laughs> you know, whether participating in pageant or not, that's a tough one. The other one. Um, the, it was something about a law uh, that was being passed in the state of Arkansas at the time, and the way he worded it was, um, I can't remember what the exact law was, but let's just say um, the so-and-so law is being passed right now um, in the House uh, for the state of Arkansas, and uh, you know the Republicans are pushing this forward and making the efforts to do this, this, and this with it. Um, what's your whole opinion about it? Uh, and how old were you, were you then? Were you a little <laughs> older, at least? I don't know. It was actually the same interview. Oh so my! I, <laughs> yes. So I, you know, and the way that the judge was asking it. I don't think he was necessarily interested in the law that was being passed or like my opinion. I think he was just kind of bashing the Republican Party. I really do, um, because it was just the way he said, it. you know, what's your opinion about what these Republicans are doing? Um, I suspect you have, they have their agenda as well. That they, yeah, they, yeah. They have and, this public forum as, uh, that they can do it. <laughs> so I'm like, you just asked me about abortion. And then now you're asking me about a law that I'm really not aware of because technically it hasn't passed. And you're, you know, kind of pushing, you know, for me, it was almost like he was encouraging me to bash this certain political party. Um, and so I, I tried to kind of avoid those questions in general. But yes, in a nutshell, those are the two hardest related to um, abortion and then political parties um, pushing a certain agenda. So yes, those are very challenging. Very challenging. Okay, so what is the most fun thing about being a beauty queen, Leah Catherine Hatter? <laughs> sure. Well, of course, it's wearing the big old crown on your head. You I know, mean, that's what, right. what gets better? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I'd wear a crown. Oh, yeah. I'd parade all, all through my parties. Oh, you would rock the crown. Yes. Um, honestly, I just really enjoyed um, the networking. I made so many wonderful friends uh, when I was competing. And one of my best friends I actually made, her name is Timmy Tony. And um, she just placed first runner up to Mrs. Arkansas America. And so um, I really enjoyed the bond that we were able to share. But also in general, um, it was A, being able to network. B, I was able to promote my specific platform all throughout the state of Arkansas. And I loved being able to travel um, as well. And so I think those are the top three, just uh, making friendships, promoting your platform, and then also being able to travel and um, visit different towns that I'd never been before, being able to meet different people. Um, and then, of course, you know, nothing gets better than um, being able to have your photo made um, with people who think you're you're like a rock star, you're a celebrity, um, or being able to, like I said, talk to little children, you know, encourage and encourage them um, to follow their dreams and et cetera. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of things I really enjoyed about being a title holder. Oh, yeah. Leah Catherine Hatter, you are a rock star indeed. <laughs> Uh, you're you're my hero uh, uh, to be sure now uh oh my goodness i know i had a question in my head i know i had something i was thinking about but it just fell right out of my head because you're a hero i, I buttered your bread and uh and and, and, and i enjoyed that you know because you're you, you have been you know i i've seen you in pictures uh through the years oh oh okay we didn't go in detail what is your platform okay sure um my platform is hashtag healthy is the new hot promoting health fitness and positive self-esteem for young ladies um, and it was kind of interesting how that came about 
Um, right after I graduated with my master's degree, I was actually about 30 pounds overweight. Um, I did not feel good about myself. I was not able to complete different tasks. And when I looked in the mirror, I was just not happy with who I saw. Um, so I knew that I had to change my lifestyle, had to change my eating habits. And Dan, what was so funny was that, um, like I said, I was just, I was just disgusted with myself in general. And I knew that something needed to change. And so I was living in Conway at the time and I said, you know what, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start paying attention to what I eat. And then I'm going to start YouTubing and researching um, different ways of becoming um, a healthier person. And um, I started taking some photos of my progress. And you can actually still see some of those photos. Um, if you type in hashtag healthy is the new hot on Instagram, I started kind of posting my weight loss journey. And lo and behold, it was successful because I was able to lose, you know, five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20, 25, et cetera, until I did reach losing almost 30 pounds. Um, but people started sending me uh, these messages and asking me, you know, what are you doing? What are you eating? Um, are you using a certain diet? You know, why did you all of a sudden want to start losing weight? Um, what kind of exercises do you do? Do you walk every day? Do you do this? Do you drink this, et cetera? Um, and it was almost like I was turning into the, this health personality almost. And I never thought of myself as being like this weight loss guru. But I just started kind of giving advice here and there about what I was doing, what was working for me. I was posting these photos with hashtag healthy is the new hot. And then it dawned on me, I could actually spread my story to help others. And there was something, too, um, that also kind of um, pushed me to uh, develop this platform is, A, you know, I not only was going through my own weight loss journey, but Dan, the whole point of me losing weight and becoming more fit was so that I could become healthier, but then I could also feel better and I would be able to get things done throughout the day. And I noticed that a lot of the young women around me, they were feeling really insecure because they would look on social media, they would look in magazines, they would look at TV and they would look at these different pictures. And it seemed like everyone around me who was trying to lose weight or was trying to become more fit, their sole focus on was becoming skinny and sexy or hot and sexy. And so, yes, a part of my platform was working on my physique, um, dieting, exercising, creating this different lifestyle. But the other side of my platform that I talked about was spreading this awareness that all of these young teenage girls or even, you know, older girls in their 20s and 30s, etc. Um, they're becoming really insecure because they feel like they're not enough. They're not good enough because they don't look a certain way and they don't act a certain way. And so I said, well, why don't we do this? Even just within Central Arkansas, what I can do with my title is I can travel around the state talking about my story and sharing my weight loss journey, but then also encouraging young women to, instead of striving to be hot and sexy, why don't we be healthy and strong? Or, you know, if you would like to pursue becoming skinnier, why don't you pursue being healthy and skinny versus the hot and sexy? And so um, my platform, you know, kind of had two, two different sides to it. Um, but uh, overall, I started researching different ways to become healthier. 
um, I started looking at um, easy daily things that we could do to become more fit. And then I would also share my weight loss journey um, as well. And then I would encourage other young women to believe in themselves. I would tell them that they are enough. They are able to obtain their goals, whether it's in pageants or academia, music, sports, a healthy lifestyle, etc. Um, and so I would also kind of share uh, that side of my platform um, with just believing in yourself. And then, um, like I said, just striving to encourage others uh, to achieve their goals. So bottom line, um, hashtag healthy is the new hot, uh, promoting health fitness and positive self-esteem. That just goes to show you never know who you're going to inspire, Leah Catherine Hatter. I just sure. uh, looked up healthy is the new hot on Instagram, yes. and I liked one of your pictures from 102 weeks ago. So I am a stalker. <laughs> I am now a stalker. Yes, it's official. Yes, yes, you are a creeper. Yes, and you can still look up some of those photos. 102 it's, uh, like weeks ago. You know, that, that's like, what, what, what was he Hashtag doing? Hashtag healthy is the new hot. Yeah, and one, one of them was when I'd reached losing 15 pounds. And so now, you know, I'm kind of, like I said, at the 30 mark or it's at oh. over the 30 mark. So, okay. yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, how proud I was from losing like the 10 pounds and the 15. And then now, uh, you know, I get to look back and think, wow, you know, I made a lot of progress. I was able to do it. And if I was able to make the change, so, you know, so can you, so can others. Okay. And I see where I commented on one from 115 <laughs> weeks ago where you're wearing your Miss Arkansas sash. And I, you said healthy is the new hot. And I said, hashtag hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, pal. I think there's one too where I was like posing in the mirror, Dan, and I had like my arm up or something. And and you, you said something like get a girl or something like something that. Something like so, that. You're yeah, very inspirational. Yeah, Dan has always creeped my social media, but you always put like the greatest comments on there. <laughs> I did put get a girl. Wow, you have a good memory. <laughs> That's from, from 117 <laughs> weeks ago. And these are all under the hashtag healthy is the new hot. Look her up. Stalk her. It's uh, <laughs> Leah, Leah Catherine Hatter. She's an inspiration <laughs> to uh, not just young girls, you know, but uh, even old men, you know, what have you. But uh, yes, no. Uh, uh, not, not to be creepy or anything, but it, no. it's a pleasure to know you, Leah Catherine. Oh, Hatter. thank you. No, no, no offense taken. No offense <laughs> taken. I've enjoyed uh, knowing you, Dan, from all those years ago, many moons ago. Who would have known that we would have become great friends at a nursing home beauty pageant? That's it. That's it. That's uh, where of it all, all the things. That's where it all begins. So um, do you invite people to get to know you on social media or do you have places that people can find you uh, if they want to know more about Leah Catherine Hatter? Sure. Absolutely. Um, you can look at my personal social media on Facebook. I'm actually under Leah K period Hatter, H-A-D-D-E-R. Um, you can also look at my uh, pageant consulting business. It is facebook.com slash um, sash pageant consulting, twitter.com slash Leah, L-E-A-H, H-A-D-D-E-R. And on Instagram, um, you can look at my official uh, pageant page at instagram.com slash uh, Leah Hatter, L-E-A-H, H-A-D-D-E-R. Well, cool. Uh, I'm definitely going to add all those links onto the show notes so people know how to find you and find out more. So, Yes, uh, become a part of the Sash family today. <laughs> yeah, I can just rock a sash and a crown and just go chilling out <laughs> in my parties. You know, if I walk into one of these clubs that I, I DJ at and just, just wearing one of your, uh, well, do you have any personalized uh, Leah Catherine Hatter Sash Consulting, Sash Pageant? consulting sashes that i can uh wear i actually have t-shirts dan merchandising so i can actually 
I can send you your own um, autograph slash personalized Sash Pageant Consulting t-shirt. And I actually have t-shirts. If anyone's interested, just send me a DM. Um, they're just $12, and I can ship it anywhere in the world. I've shipped as far as Alaska. So, Do it. Um, people are really jumping on the bandwagon. I never would have imagined, A, that I would even have my own pageant consulting business or um, have my own shirts. I mean, that just blows my mind, you know, that I see people wearing my shirt no you're inspirational you definitely are and and, and not just to me but uh, and the young girls I, I i encourage you to to get to know leah catherine hatter she you know and and i, I know you're you're multifaceted you're you're not uh only a, a pageant consultant you you you've been to school and you have a business degree well, what have you done with that sure absolutely um dan I actually have three college degrees what um <laughs> i know right like nerd i mean smart <laughs> Yes, um, I have an associate's degree with a business emphasis, uh, liberal arts. I have a bachelor's degree in business management with a marketing minor. And then I also earned my master's degree in public administration. Um, my associate's degree is from, of course, Arkansas State University, Hoover Springs. And then my bachelor's and master's are from Arkansas State University. Um, that's kind of a funny story as well, because... Um, yes, I majored in business and public administration, um, but Dan, I actually taught um, for several years. Um, I've taught um, as a youth pastor, so I've taught Bible studies in a religious uh, sector, but then I was also um, a fifth through twelfth grade English teacher for a few years. I was also a former instructor for the 2015 Arkansas Governor School Program, which was held at Hendricks College at the time. Um, so that is a prestigious um, academic, and it's a rigorously um, academic, uh, it's like a summer camp um, for elite students. Um, and then I was also a university recruiter for Arkansas State University BB. And so I've actually worked um, in education since 2013. She's and a teacher. She's a teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love teachers. That's great. Yes. So, uh, yes, I have a business degree. Um, but, you know, I was one of those folks. I'd actually heard about that, you know, growing up. You know, s some people that go to school for one thing and then they end up working in another field. So I was actually, um, yes, I was a teacher. I was an educator for several years. Um, but specifically with the business degree, I actually used my management and my marketing education um, to be able to, of course, create my own business social media and my own uh, website for my pageant consulting business. And so actually train contestants in interview uh, preparation, modeling, talent coaching. Um, I also assist with uh, hair and makeup. Um, I'm also a consultant. Um, that's able to kind of point different contestants in the right direction. You know, people call me and say, hey, uh, do you recommend this particular system? Um, are you able to give me advice uh, with this particular director, et cetera? So I do some consulting work um, as well as using my marketing education to be able to actually have my own business website um, for Sash. And then, of course, I'm able to keep up with a lot of my business social media and be able to network. I am also interviewing uh, queens from all over the U.S. right now. And so my goal is to uh, be able to interview um, pageant queens, at least one from each state of the U.S. And so that's actually one of my goals that I hope to complete within the next two years. So 
there's something really exciting um, that's going on right now. That's just another reason to follow Leah Catherine Hatter because <laughs> she has beauty queens that come up on videos all over her social media, and it, it's it's nice to see them, and they always have something cool to say, you know. And sometimes I, I have a chance to to watch them for a few minutes, and 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 just just it's nice to see people, and it's nice to talk to people from all sure. over the country and even all over the world. Uh, you know, I got to chance the chance to talk to people from Australia and uh, and England and and Canada on this podcast, and 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 Leah Leah Catherine Hatter, you're talking to people uh, specifically beauty queens uh, from mm-hmm. all over this great country. And uh, have you been outside the uh, in, into the rest of the world? Not yet. Now, personally, I have traveled outside of the U.S. Um, but with um, I do the Instagram live chats. Um, that is um, actually being held, you know, within the U.S. right now, talking to folks within the U.S. But um, hopefully, that is another one of my future goals too within the next five years to be able to uh, host different interviews or different chats um, with queens who are living outside of the United States. So no, that is pretty cool that you have a goal to, to speak to yeah, beauty queens from all 50 states. And that's, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's getting added to the list. And so um, I try to host at least three um, Instagram live chats a month. And um, I've chatted with folks all over the southeast, up north, and then I've also had several um, in Alaska and California. And so um, with each month, I keep adding new states. And so hopefully I'll be able to uh, make the round and I'll be able to uh, get to know a queen from each state. So, yeah, really exciting. I've got several things cooking. Now, I know I'm an old man. Do you have an old fashioned map on the, on the board with pins in it? Or, or is there some kind of an app on your phone that you can, uh, <laughs> you know, find a Make sure that you know which states you've already accomplished. Well, um, I'm older too, so you are not, not your snapper. <laughs> um, I actually have a Microsoft Word document where I copied and pasted the entire list of the U.S. states, <laughs> and I actually have each of the states listed, and I have a dash, and then I'll have the name of the title holder and what system she's from. And after I've completed the interview, I will actually go back and highlight um, the states that have already and been crossed off the list and so i actually keep up with it with an old-fashioned microsoft word document hey you're good you're good i tell you all right leah Catherine hatter uh, <laughs> any other aspects that you're into I, I mean are you still teaching at all or or i mean i know you teach with the, the pageant consulting that's definitely a teaching job and and you're a great public speaker you you've held your <laughs> own on this I, I ask you one question and you have such good thorough answers i'm like oh, man this is this is great <laughs> i didn't have to do a lot of work at all. <laughs> sure. I um, actually do um, some teaching and some coaching on the side. And then, of course, um, separate from my pageant business, um, I have actually been working as a life coach. And then I've also worked um, as a college preparatory coach. So um, preparing students, um, not only for life skills, but for college as well. And then, of course, I run my pageant business on the side. So I do a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm quite the entrepreneur, uh, but it, this is something kind of new for me. Um, but I've really enjoyed uh, doing it so far, and I, I just think it's been a really neat experience. Now, you sent me a picture in that fabulous green dress, and I know that, man, it seems like you that dress is just perfect for you. You, you look good in the it's green. It's my trademark. Yes, it's great. Now you Everybody s- knows me as, you know, the girl in green, yeah. Yeah, well, you sent me that one picture, the, the nice headshot that I can use for the What Makes You Famous podcast, but I'm looking at the header on your sash pageant consulting. I want to steal that because you're holding your crown, and it has all your with the things you do interview preparation modeling talent coaching platform development war
wardrobe consult consultation. I want to steal that. Can I yeah, use that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, steal right on. All uh, right. Absolutely. I'm not going to use the other headshot. I'm going to use that shot because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Put the plug in. Um, I'm always looking for new people to add to my sash family. Um, and I keep saying family because I think of my clients as, you know, people I care about, people who I want to mentor and inspire and motivate. Um, you know, and honestly, uh, just be there for them, help them uh, obtain their goals. And then I also do um, some career prep um, interviewing um, as well. So even if you're not interested in participating in a pageant or if you have no interest in being in a pageant, but um, you need to brush up on your interview skills um, or if you need to build your resume, I'm also able to do that as well. Kind of and that's sort of branched off um, from my consulting business. Well, calling your your uh, your clients, your sash family, it says a lot about you, Leah Catherine Hatter. It, yes. It, it yeah, I'm that a people person. Yes. I love everyone. <laughs> hey, see, and I, I do too. You know, I, I've been slapped around a lot because of it, but you know, I, I hold everybody as, hey, you know, they're all cool until they're not, you know, until, until they decide <laughs> to be against me. I, okay, you know, thankfully that hasn't happened too much. I, I try to be nice to people, and, and generally, if you're nice to people, they'll be nice back to you, you know, for the most part. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I'm, I always try to be, you know, as nice as I can be. Um, I always try to be open minded and loving. And Dan, you know, there are some people that you're just not going to click with. And so um, what you need to do is just, like you said, just be respectful. And then you can also love people from a distance. Ah, that's good. I've also used that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another platform. <laughs> yes, that's a whole other podcast talk. Yes. <laughs> well, Leah K. Hatter, any other last words for the people? Sure, absolutely. I just want to thank you all so much uh, for tuning in. Of course, go ahead and check out my SAS business page. And um, like I said, my favorite quote is, um, even if you fall flat on your face, you're still moving forward. So I would just encourage anyone out there who's listening. Um, if you have a goal that you want to reach, if you have a dream, um, just go after it 100%. Um, you're always going to have obstacles in your way, but you can overcome those obstacles and just believe in yourself and keep moving forward. And um, I would encourage everyone to keep listening to Dan's podcast, of course, What Makes You Famous. Um, check out his DJ business as well. And of course, follow him on social media. It's not a shameless plug if you do it. Uh, I'm so inspired <laughs> now. The, all, all these things you've just told me. Thank you so much, Leah Catherine Hatter for being sure. a big part of the well, show. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you, Dan. It's been a pleasure, and um, I think this has been an amazing opportunity, so I'm really appreciative of your time. Let's do this every day. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, party people. Leah Catherine Hatter. She uh, gave me uh, more of a name. I know originally in the beginning of the podcast, I was calling her Leah K. Hatter. And every time I said that, it seemed like she giggled, uh, you know, from hearing her own name. And she tried to sh uh, have me shorten it down to just just call me Leah. And <laughs> I said, I said, no, I want the people to know your name. And then she said, Leah Catherine. I went, oh, yeah, Leah Catherine Hatter. So. <laughs> Now, get to know that name and uh, go get your sash uh, pageant consulting and learn how to be a beauty queen and uh, find out more. And, 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 you know, if you just want to, if you're curious about how the pageantry works, you know, maybe you're not going to be in the pageants. Uh, follow her on, her on her Instagram in particular. That's where she has those videos uh, from time to time talking to different uh, beauty queens from all over this country. And uh, she's eventually going to take it out into the world. So uh, stay tuned for that. 
that. And thank you so much for listening to this installment of What Makes You Famous. I appreciate you all for listening. I appreciate it so much. And if you want to tell your story, I encourage you. Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. Well, that's it for this uh, edition of the What Makes You Famous program. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. The first TV interview was made with Irish actress Peggy O'Neill in April 1930. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, radiowhat.com. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Radio What.